Well, we, uh, we do want to thank you for braving the cold weather, and we would like to wish you here on behalf of Friendship Community Church a very Merry Christmas. There is certainly a lot that we have to celebrate this time of year. I always lead out with food. How many of you guys just like your Christmas food? I've got some sweets on my desk. Whoever dropped those off, thank you very much. Uh, the, uh, the Thomas kiddos will enjoy them greatly. The Christmas food is always a highlight this time of year. Many of us enjoy time off from work or from school. And, and then there's the family part, the family and friends. Uh, hard to beat that. Uh, by a show of hands, how many of you are hosting family or, or just even guests from elsewhere out of town? Anybody? Some of them, and I'm scanning the room. Uh, my, my, uh, several family members uh, from my big posse, the Thomas clan up in New York, are going to be traveling. I don't see them here yet, uh, like a Thomas to be fashionably late. So, uh, guests, that's another big part of Christmas. Well, speaking of guests, here's a fun Christmas question for you. Kids, maybe this is a question that you want to ask on the car ride home, a good conversation starter. If you could celebrate Christmas, with anyone, anyone, who would it be? Who would you pick? Would, would it be a loved one or perhaps a, a relative? Or maybe you'd pick someone famous. I mean, what if your hero were here tonight? Perhaps a sports star or a celebrity or some sort of political figure. Probably not a political figure. But uh, you, you get what I'm saying. What, what if your hero walked through those doors right now? You can imagine the, the buzz here in the room if someone like that arrived. And it's possible that some of you may have actually had a chance like that to meet someone famous sometime in your life. We've got to get the blood flow. It's a show of hands. If you've ever met someone famous here, I'm seeing a couple. Okay. All right. All right. Some of you have bumped into some uh, famous Folks, my wife's got me beat on this note. Uh, you know who she actually got to spend some time in, uh, time with, excuse me, as a uh, as a young child. Pittsburgh's very own Mr. Rogers. There she is, Lindsay and Fred Rogers himself. Man, he had a strong sweater game, didn't he? Anyhow. Crossing paths with someone famous, someone of renown or prominence is certainly one thing, but could you imagine for just a moment what it would be like if God himself came down to dwell among us? Well, that's exactly, friends, what we're here to celebrate tonight. Emmanuel, God with us. You've got your Bibles, you can turn with me to the book of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. We'll be reading from chapter 1 in Matthew's Gospel, verses 18 to 25. This is part of God's Christmas story to us. And if you're following along, we've got some church Bibles in the seat backs in front of you. Uh, this begins on page 757. If you don't have a Bible at home, then we want to encourage you to take that one with you. That is our Christmas gift to you. Page 757, Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they had come together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. 
But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. There you have it. Emmanuel, God with us. You know, that word Emmanuel gets a lot of hype this time of year. It fits right in with some of the Christmas time vocabulary we have. Words like tinsel and mistletoe and all the rest kind of just rolls off the tongue in December. But Emmanuel is actually not just a Christmas thing. This theme of God being with us is plastered throughout the pages of Scripture from Genesis at the beginning to Revelation at the very end. Here's here's the bottom line this Christmas. God loves His people, and He desires to be with them. And God's, God's presence has always been and always will be the promise and the prize for the people of God. Let me give you just one non-Christmassy example, one of, uh, one of my favorites from the Old Testament about Emmanuel, about God being with us. And, and this particular example comes right after God delivers his people from slavery and bondage in Egypt. Exodus 13, verse 21 and 22. God, after ransoming and rescuing his people, uh, does a mighty work showing that he can be and will be with his people. Scripture says, By day the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. Talk about God with us. Can you imagine? God coming down in the form of a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. God going before you to give you both direction and protection. Anyone out there regularly use a GPS? I mean, I, I, I'm like tethered to this thing on my phone. I, I'm, I'm lost 100% of the time if I don't have the GPS telling me where, where to go if I'm going somewhere new. But uh, I bet your navigation system can't do this. Think about it. Google Maps can't protect you. As a matter of fact, uh, a few months ago when I was driving over a bridge, my GPS told me to turn right. <laughs> I think it's out to, out to get me. And I'm pretty sure God... With his people going before them, leading the way, never needed to recalculate. But I don't want us to miss the point here this Christmas. God's presence is what his people are dependent upon. Sounds a whole lot like Emmanuel to me. God with us. Even back then. Because God being with his people has always 
been his plan. Which is why 700 years before the birth of Jesus, which you've come to celebrate this evening, God said these words through the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 7.14 Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and you will call him Emmanuel. So just just checking, because I know there's a lot on our minds here this Christmas season. What's God's plan to save his people? Well, his plan is Emmanuel. His plan is his presence. His plan is that he would be with us from beginning to end. And this is why, friends, we're here tonight on a frigid Christmas Eve. This is what Christmas is all about. It's about a loving God who stooped down from heaven to take on human form. It's about the truth that God gave his very own son to be with you, to be with me. Christmas, friends, is about Emmanuel. It's about God, very God, being with his people. Let's bring this full circle here for a moment. Isaiah told us 700 years before Christ came that we would call his name Emmanuel. But then in Matthew, this passage we read just a moment ago, we see that Joseph and Mary named the baby Jesus. So which is it? Emmanuel or Jesus? Well, it's, it's both, of course. Emmanuel would be his title. It would be a description that would represent Jesus' very essence. It would point to who he is. He is God come down to be with his people. But Jesus would be his actual name. So Jesus is his name, and he's called by his title, Emmanuel, and many other titles for that matter. Titles like, and Benjamin read a moment ago from Isaiah's prophecy, Wonderful Counselor. Titles like Mighty God, titles like Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace, just to name a few. But none of these titles would be this baby's actual name. His name is Jesus, which means, literally, Yahweh saves, or the Lord is salvation. Which begs the question, I think, saves from what? saves from our sins. And it's when you take these two concepts together, Jesus' name and Jesus' title, Jesus and Emmanuel, that we have such a reason to celebrate this Christmas season. He became God with us, that's Emmanuel, so that he could save us from our sins. That's Jesus. Friends, it is our simple prayer here at Friendship Community Church this frigid evening that this truth would leave you all over again, perhaps, overwhelmed. That the truth of God, very God, come down to be in our midst would leave you thankful and it would leave you changed. It's interesting that some of us would come unraveled with excitement if there was a celebrity in our midst. Yet God's done more than just show up. He himself has come to be among us and to save us from our sins. That's the incredible gift that we've been given that we celebrate in Advent. And yet, we'd be remiss not to 
not to acknowledge this Christmas season that the need for Emmanuel presents an ugly side to Christmas, if I may be so bold. At least a costly side to Christmas. You see, the message of Christmas is not only God loves you and wants to be with you. I want to be clear. That's absolutely the message of Christmas, but it's not the whole message. It's not the whole truth. The whole truth is a bit messier than that. You see, Christmas is messy before it's merry. We can't forget Jesus' whole reason for coming. And the angel, in the passage in Matthew's gospel we read at the outset, makes it very plain to us. Let me just pull up. Here, here it is. Matthew 1, 21. The angel is sent from the throne room of heaven, even before Jesus' birth, to make clear his purpose for coming. The heavenly being heralding God's news says, you shall call his name Jesus. Why? Well, he will save his people from their sins. That's why. There's that word again. Sin. Sin is the reality that clings to to you and to me. Sin is woven into our DNA. And God's word tells us plainly that all of us have sinned. Each one of us here has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And yet, unfortunately... Because sin is all around us, sin is within us, all of us have have been guilty of breaking God's word and his ways, we've got a tendency to kind of shrug it off, don't we? To kind of excuse the ways in which we have rebelled against the Most High God. Surely, we think, God must grade on a curve. So what do we do? Well, we trying to make up our own standards. And so we assign values for good enough and our own consequences for what's really bad. We say things like, sure, I've messed up. We all have. But at least I'm not like Mike over there. What a mess he is. You get what I'm driving at. Friends, this kind of thinking may help us to feel better about ourselves This is not how God operates. God tells us that the wages of our sins, what we earn for our sin against him, is death. This death is not something to toss aside lightly. It's not just a physical death. It's also a spiritual death. It's an eternal separation from God in an unthinkable hell of torment. This, friends, is the Christmas truth about you and me. And it's not pretty, is it? It's sobering. But we're here this evening because there's hope. This, this sin which clings to you and me, this sin which deserves hell and death, this sin is what Emmanuel has come to save us from. Because of his compassion, because of his mercy, because of his love for us, God has made a way, even in the midst of our sin, to be right with him. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever asked yourself how, in the midst of so much pain, in the midst of so much disappointment, in the midst of your own mess, how can God be loving? 
Have you ever grappled with God's love and, and just sought to make sense of it all? Have you ever wondered if it was true? Well, Scripture tells us how we can know for sure what God's love looks like. It tells us in Romans 5a. It's up there on the screen for you. Let me just give this to you by way of a Christmas reminder. This is why we're here. This is why Emmanuel came. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. How does he show his love? How does he demonstrate his love to you and me? Answer, that while we were still sinners, still a mess, still deserving of hell and death, still sinners, Christ died for us. This, friends, is why we brave the cold to come and sing about Jesus. This is why we're filled with hope and joy and peace. This is why we, we reorganize our entire lives, the trajectory of our futures, to follow this Jesus. It's why he came. The whole point of him being Emmanuel is to rescue us from our sin problem. And thankfully, he is a very good rescuer. His name is the Lord is salvation. And he indeed would become that for us. So it boils down to this, the, the simplicity of the Christmas gospel, the, the good news which Jesus came to live and die and rise again and bring to you and me. 1 John 5, 11 and 12. This is the testimony, God's testimony to you and to me, that God gave us eternal life, and that life is in His Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. So that's the real question for you and me this Christmas. The question is, do you have the gift of Emmanuel? The gift of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. God is extending to you this day that good news of salvation through Jesus Christ, His Son. Perhaps for many of you here, whom I know, are here because of your love for Christ, because of your commitment to Christ. God is seeking to remind you, to, to stir you up by way of a reminder all over again this Christmas season that He's good, that His love for you is deep and wide and eternal in Christ. May we... Here this Christmas, take hold of the life that's available in Christ. May we treasure it, truly. Emmanuel, God, very God, has come to be our Savior. And that's something that we should sing and revel and live our lives to celebrate. If you're here and you'd like to talk more about salvation that's available through Christ Jesus, I want to encourage you. There's a lot going on, I know, this Christmas season. Don't prioritize the, uh, the nut roll or whatever's waiting for you, the shrimp and cocktail sauce at home, over getting right with God. I'll be available, Benjamin will be available, our elders would love to have a conversation with you about what it means to trust 
into this, in this Jesus Christ for salvation. If you'd like to have that conversation, that's why we're here. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this matchless gift, the gift of salvation in Christ your Son. We thank you that, that he has come to visit and redeem his people. And we pray here this Christmas that we would be struck afresh with wonder that you, almighty God, would know our name and would seek to rescue and save your people. Lord, may all that we do this Christmas season be undergirded with joy because Emmanuel, God with us, has come to save. We pray in his mighty name. Amen.